Welcome, folks. It's the Perlo Podcast. Top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country. It is NFL Draft Day. And we're bringing to you episode 13, where we're doing the top 10 busts in the history of the NFL Draft. I'm joined by the infamous listers, Mathis. This is just another year that I declare myself eligible. Come on, Cleveland Browns. Come on. (laughs) You have the size. Uh, Adam? Nice to be here, Sean. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Uh, And I am your host, Sean Shane. Uh, if you get on Twitter, <laughs> uh, the format of the show, if you've never listened before, is real simple. We provide I provide a list to these gentlemen a few days in advance. They submit to me their top 10 list based on the subject. I scour both lists. They do not see each other's. I write them down and then I come up with a handful of notable omissions. And then we reveal the list and debate it throughout this episode. And then you as the listen listener scream at your phone or computer or if you hooked us up to your bluetooth in your car and get mad at us because our list sucks <laughs> and we missed somebody very important in fact last night somebody uh, sent mathis and i a text about our uh, a very very notable omission for viral videos um and there's a reason it was a notable omission is because i don't want to talk about it in a public <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> In case you're wondering, there are some content restrictions that we are just not willing to break because, you know, we have, like, jobs and wives and children. Yeah, and that one was just a little far. Um, but it is a top ten viral video of all time and really might be number one if you break it down. Um, has to do with chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before... <laughs> yep. That would probably so, before be we one. get into... Yeah, it, you know what I mean? It probably yeah, is. But we don't need to So talk before about we get into this this <laughs> list here, um, let's talk about, you know, some modern stuff going on, some current events. And I'll tell you what, boys, I didn't get to watch it live Sunday night. I watched it at uh, 5 in the morning on Monday. But the MJ documentary has my attention. I, I've told man, I'm so first world. I refuse to watch it until I can get at least the five episodes because I want to binge it. So I like you, I, 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 it's like watching commercials now. If I see a commercial, I want to like boycott and write a letter because I don't watch commercials <laughs> now. That is not okay. And so I'm like, I feel the same. I'm, I'm going to wait until I can at least get five or six episodes at once. Because if I just watch one episode, I, I cannot imagine back in the biblical times when you can only watch one episode a week. Like, I, I can't imagine that hellscape. I really can't. No. Well, the preview I'll give you is my favorite part is Scotty Pippen gets hurt and says, no, I'm not. I'm not rehabbing this summer. I'm taking the summer off. I'm having me a hot girl summer and I'm going to rehab Amazing. when the season starts because my contract rehab, rehab on on the government time. You know, well, what they won't tell yep. you about Scotty Pippen's contract was they told him not to sign it like. When they he wanted long term stability, and they told him you will make more money in the open market the next year, and even would make more money from the Bulls. The problem was that he didn't want to take the chance of he didn't want to go Joe Flacco and take the shot that he could get hurt, which was going to be the problem. So like he and there's a lot of people that feel very and don't wrong they should have restructured just out of the goodness of their heart. But at that time in American sports, you know there was no like hometown discount back then. You know, they did what they did, what the, the team did was best for the team. And the funny part is, if Pippen wasn't underpaid, would they have had the dynasty, which is interesting because he could have gone somewhere else the following year. Or he could have took more money and they couldn't have signed Dennis Rodman or they would have had to get rid of Coach. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we all know that those two really, really made the dynasty. And those two are the ones that propelled Jordan into this quote-unquote greatest ever, which they made the second round without him, so how can you be the yeah. greatest? There's a good SB Nation video about the Bulls dynasty uh, unraveling, and it really just gives credit to, like, it wasn't Michael Jordan alone versus, you know, the oh, entire Jerry, NBA. Jerry Krause takes a lot of crap for the breakup of the Bulls, but he also built the Bulls. He built them. Like, 
Like, you know, right. Bill, people talk about Bill Polian and all his genius with his one Super Bowl. Like, I'm going to tell you now, like, Jerry Krause won six. And that's and he built and he built those teams. Yeah. Like, dude, that he's he he's not Jerry West, but like he's a good he was a good executive. Bill Polian gets way too much yeah, credit. I agree for his one Super Bowl. I agree. He had one good draft pick, <laughs> Peyton Manning. I, yeah, I'm, that was it. But you was like, his, you know, I mean, you do have to like his old man get off my lawn rants he has in the NFL uh, on NFL. Oh, yelling Network. about Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I just don't think he can play the position. God. <laughs> NFL MVP yeah. year two all, or whatever it is. You know, code. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't <laughs> like him with his... And I'm like, well, I don't okay, like him yeah, with his shiny is... teeth. <laughs> that's good. Well, Bill Polian, folks, is a great transition... <laughs> Into our list, top 10 NFL draft busts of all time. The first round is tonight. First pick, you guys have a prediction for the first pick tonight? I think it's pretty simple. I nope. really, I haven't, I haven't even thought about it, man. I'll be honest, I don't, there's so much going on here. I've, I, Mo- yeah, thought, most I'll years know. I'm like, hey, I'll like look at a mock draft and things like that. And this year I'm like, when is the NFL draft? Is it tonight? Oh, hell. All right. Like, no idea. What Although, doing. shout out to. It's gonna yeah, be probably. Joe Burrow. Although, if I had a if I had a pick, I would pick Michael Barnett from the Georgia Bulldogs because that's my boy, he and I'm really pick. hoping he gets his name called. Like, I hope he does ge- too. Genuinely, genuinely good, played for me, and genuinely just a good guy and a good football player. And I think he's gonna get a shot, and I'm super excited. It's the first time this has ever happened to me, or not even to me, ancillary to me, but still, I think it's really cool. It is. It's awesome. And another low country prospect that could get drafted is John Simpson from uh, Fort Dorchester High School. So, you know, I just really want people out there to think that we don't coach against NFL players anymore to, to look at tonight's the draft yeah, over hoping, the next three uh, days. I'm hoping no one TJ Brunson gets his name called or at least gets to sign a contract. He had a lot of injuries near the end, so we shall see. He, tacked, he, he tackled tackle everything in sight, so he deserves a chance. Okay, we will see. <laughs> Well, let's get into the notable omissions, boys. Number one notable omission is the Boz. Speaking of tackling, go ahead, B. That's a, it, that's a that's a good one. Except for uh, the thing about the Boz, to me was is that he was banged up before he ever got to the league. Like, suppose he had the shoulders of an eighty-year-old man. Like when he got there, and also the Boz, they forgot that uh, speed counts in NFL, and he was not. He just wasn't fast enough. Um, to play at that level, you know, I, I did, and I, and I didn't see him play a ton. To be fair, um, but yeah, it's a good pick. It's yeah, I've, you know, people always put the boz on the lists of you know biggest draft busts, but he really wasn't actually doing that bad. Everybody remembers the Bo Jackson working him moment, you know. But yeah, he was a little bulky, he was a little big, but he was pretty good between the tackles. And I mean, like we talked about, it's hard to call you a bust with injury. You know, a lot of the NFL, like, top ten lists, they blame guys for as bust based off injury. But injury's beyond your control a lot of the time. So I don't know if I would necessarily call him one of the biggest busts of all time. I think a lot of it is yeah, he, he, he made himself okay. a larger bust with the media hype he created. That I think that's where the reason I put yeah, him on he, the list. And my thing about and I'm personally, when you watch that Bo Jackson thing, like, Honestly, they say he got rolled, but the reality is they kind of slide off right there. And it's not – when my dad told me about it, he's like, watch it. And I'm like, well, it didn't, wasn't like the kid got steamrolled. Like, it's not like Earl Campbell kind of thing. No, it's not like the Earl Campbell, you know, headbutting that dude from the Rams in the chest as he runs over him. Yeah, the more impressive the more impressive right. run from that game to me was the one where Bo goes 90 yards because he is the sideline and nobody touches him. Yeah. Like, Nobody. We could do a whole episode on how much, and then and then Jackson. and then a month later he hits a bomb in the in the All Star game for baseball. Like he's unbelievable. All right, next notable omission. This is I, I feel like Bill Polian would draft this guy, Heath Schuler. Yeah, Heath Schuler. Just I mean, you know, and I have other quarterbacks on my list. Uh, Heath Schuler just kind of got into Washington wrong place, wrong time. You know what I mean? He got there right yeah, in a big transition mm-hmm. from Joe Gibbs to North. 
he, you know, didn't really have a chance to like develop and ended up getting named star over Mark Rippon and the fans hated the hell out of him over it. And he kind of was in a no win situation. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he, he just didn't, it's one of those times when like the, you know, quarterbacks are such, and, and my list is full of quarterbacks as they go early. Yeah. Um, but there's some much bigger mistakes. I, here's the thing: you can't blame the organization for going he Schuler when he had a great career and he was a. It was a, what seemed like an obvious pick. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it just didn't work out from a top program. Yeah, it's not like some other guys here who made conscious choices to suck. He just wasn't good enough yeah. in the league. <laughs> there are some guys who made conscious choices to suck. <laughs> The next notable omission we have four today. The next notable omission is not is not really a. Um, I'm not really I'm not really wanting to attack this guy individually, but I'm really wanting to attack Matt Millen and the Lions organization for their draft strategies, and the and yeah. they drafted a wide receiver in the first round. I think three oh. straight years, and the first one of that list is I thought Charles about Charles Rogers, Rogers or Mike Williams on my list because Mike Williams had a God. lot of hype coming out of Southern Cal, if yep. you remember. He was supposed to be this Dude, uncoverable they, beast mm-hmm. and then couldn't do crap. But yeah. Matt Millen Matt Millen yeah, Matt Millen Matt, Matt Millen was so like was so gun shy after Barry Sanders refused to play for him that he was like, I'm never I'm gonna only pick wide receivers and we'll just run an all wide receiver offense and we'll never have like it was so bad. And you know, they did have a quality because didn't they did they pick Huff or was Huff with the Raiders? I thought they picked a safety one time too in the first round. <laughs> Um, um, but like that, uh, yeah. Huff, it was Huff, I believe, was the right. But like, That's... it was like they went Charles. Think about Charles Rogers was he? You know, if you look at his, even his stat from Michigan State was sort of pedestrian because he caught a touchdown pass in like every game he played in. But it wasn't ever like he never went for the big huge games. And also, the problem is is that wide receiver is not a place you have to go early. It's like the, the strategy is screwed up. Yep. Because look look at the Patriots. How many yep. first-round receivers on the Patriots? I can't name one. <laughs> None. Same with the Steelers. The Steelers the Steelers draft second-day wide receivers yep. all the time. Speaking, and speaking of uh, news of the day, how good are the Tampa Bay Bucks getting ready to be? Whew. Whew. Here's the deal, though. Here, That's a good deal. point. That we, we... is in Tampa. I don't know if you've ever been to Tampa. There's a lot of <laughs> establishments. The Gronk might find himself in. I don't know if that is a match made in heaven. Here's a shocker. The Colonel of Carolina knows a lot about Tampa. It's the Gamecock winner home. Tampa's his second home. It is. I have been to Tampa for a bowl game four times now. (laughs) Wow. That's not all the times the Gamecocks have been. Those are just the times that I've been. Speaking of Tampa for a bowl game, the last notable omission is going to frustrate our listeners from the Bluegrass State. Huge notable omission, huge draft bust. Defensive tackle Dwayne Robertson. Just kidding. He's from the University of Kentucky, but I'm talking about a different University of Kentucky player. I'm talking the first air raid stud, Tim Couch. For being a bust, I blame the new Cleveland Browns organization for being terrible. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. It's not honestly Tim Couch is who Tim Couch was even when he got drafted. They knew what they were getting, and he did him. It just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he brought his skill set there. This also is there a, a group of people more unwilling to get their offensive scheme for their personnel than the NFL? No, they are starting to change. It's starting to change. Lamar is Greg big, Roman Lamar this year with Lamar Jackson. Right you know what I mean? Thing like Colin Kaepernick when they were doing the pistol stuff with him. That was a good yep. move there. Jim Harbaugh. It disgusts me that Jim Mora put Michael Vick in a West Coast offense. It makes me sick. Um, imagine Michael Vick in the Greg Roman offense. I mean, he's well untouched. Just so you know. And Paulie's Island right now, like putting his finger through his phone because he's going. If Denver had just let Tim Tebow do Tim Tebow and run his system, they don't want a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. They yeah. ended up winning a Super Bowl though in the long run. It all worked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they sure did because they went with a yes. different well big white quarterback. Though, say what you want to when you look at when you look at who 
the NFL is always interesting to me because you try to keep changing the model, but if you can't stand back there and throw that thing, it don't matter what you like. If you look at it like those guys, if you look at the top four guys left in the playoffs every year, it's always four guys who can stand back there and wing that pigskin. Like if you like, you can't have a so-so yeah. arm and play in the league. Like it's impossible. Who was it this year? Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, God. Jimmy Garoppolo, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we let. We let Ryan Tannehill into the deep rounds of the playoffs this year. No wonder this thing, this COVID <laughs> thing happened. That's our fault. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill caused mm. the coronavirus. All right, let's get into the list. Let's start. Um, and we count down 10 through 1. If there's a uh, crossover, which we had three today, I will. Uh, we will pause and move that on for later until the higher number gets announced. So Mathis's number 10 will be higher up on really? Adam's list. We'll see it later. Number 10 on Adam's list. Yep. Number 10 on Adam's J. list. P. Buffalo Lossman. Bill, J.P. Lossman. In the Ooh. same draft. He's in the same draft. Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. He was the fourth quarterback, he the fourth taken, quarterback? But he was taken before Matt Schaub, who ended up starting in Atlanta and made a Pro Bowl. The Buffalo That's Bills. True, good point. Decided that we're gonna bank it all on Matt, on JP Lozman, quarterback Tulane. All right, he didn't. That's the bigger thing. Like to be a first round quarterback, you're there is some expectation that you're going to do something. All right, he did nothing in his career ever. Always had more interceptions than touchdowns. You know scraped it out barely had one year excuse me in 2006 where he had more touchdowns than interceptions touchdowns with 14 interceptions yeah i'm like you when you see guys like you know at least if you're a first round guy you need to have a better career than like ryan fitzpatrick you know what i'm saying like that's what you need like if you that's kind of yeah. like that's my mendoza line if you are a first round qb you need to be better than like the case kings of the world like that's you need, you to, have need a better, to be you need to have a better career than tim Rattay or jimmy yeah. garoppolo yeah <laughs> tim Rattay. <laughs> and and i'll say this too you should know by the name what's fun about quarterbacks is you look at the names of quarterbacks. If it don't sound like he should be in his own, like remember the Titans film, you need to not draft him. And JP Lossman doesn't pass that test. No. Like you know, what I'm like you think about great quarterbacks, they got good. You know, Peyton Manning. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like, okay. yeah. And and, J- and thing is, I'm like you from Tulane. You can take a quarterback from a small school, but I have a I have a thing about Joe Flacco. Steve McNair. I think that. Think about this, guys. I think that Derek in it, uh, Derek Jones from Duke. I think he's going to be, uh, he's gonna, he's Daniel, Daniel. Bad, not Derek. He's gonna be a lot like JP Lossman. I don't think he's, he didn't have, I don't think he has the, I don't think he has the necessary ability to play at that level. Um, I, I disagree. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to Adams number nine on that note before we get into that. Um, Adams, number nine, is a, a, a pass rusher who everyone thought was going to change the world, and he never did. He never had a sack. Goal. I did not no, know that. No, dude, when I was researching this, I was like, man, who's a huge bust at, like, D-line? Because I felt like Vernon Golson was going to be my pick. Or, you know, the um, the Jets have so many bad choices. I also thought about, a, oh God, what was his name? Like, uh, Sean Cody, who played for Southern Cal, who was a big All-American who got drafted. But mm. Vernon Golson yep. was supposed to be the end-all, be-all, the sixth overall pick. Never recorded a single sack in his entire oh. in, in his entire NFL career. He's there for three years and he has no sacks. It's amazing. Here's the thing: you've been better off if you just never had a regular tackle. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like if you just had like, listen, man, hey, you know what? He never had a tackle on a running back, but he had like you know 30 sacks in his career. Okay, you're you know whatever. This yeah. dude never touched the quarterback. Like, you think you luck up and like the linebacker pushes him towards you one time? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> and the best was I remember. Remember Hard Knocks was with the Jets for yeah. a little while because Rex, because Rex Ryan, they had made back to back AFC championships, and Rex Ryan yeah. was all about it um, uh-huh. until Revis decided he wasn't reporting to camp. But um, you know, Golston makes oh, a yeah. play. He starts talking about it's happening. This is the jump, and then he never touched the quarterback the entire season. No. Good call there, Rex. No, and I mean, and it's another <laughs> example of NFL guys doing like a projected draft. Golston is a hand down defensive end in college, and when he gets to the NFL, move him to outside linebacker, stand up, you know, three four guy. 
and that doesn't always mesh. You know what I mean? Like, look at some you, you, of Jadavian Clowney's earlier years nope. when they're trying to play him in that exactly. position. He's not very good, and then the next thing you know, they put his hand on the ground and he's dominant. Exactly. Yeah, here's my thing. If you have a guy, yep. I'm like you, if you know he does something well, Jadavion Clowney does well with his – is a monster with his hand down and attacking the football. Why would you think suddenly he can drop out and play coverage and do the things that he hasn't shown you he's good at? Yeah. Like, and if you're going to do – if that's what you believe in as a system, <laughs> why do you draft that guy? Yeah, that draft doesn't like, make that's, sense. Yeah, exactly. Like I believe that I believe in teams that are good. They actually draft instead of drafting best available, they draft guys that fit what they do, a la the New England Patriots. I, yep. Yeah. Best exactly. available for their system. Yeah, they eliminate guys off your board that don't fit your system, but draft the best available player. When you draft yeah. for need, that becomes a problem. And these and these quarterback busts are usually for teams that are like, We need a quarterback. Well, why don't you take the left tackle and then take the quarterback later, and then you know, Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson was uh, yeah, third. And, yeah, I mean, he's a later round dude, but they were, you know, they developed a, a team around him. And so, so many yeah, NFL teams this, draft a quarterback and yeah. throw him to the wolves, and then are shocked when it doesn't work out well. Yeah, the the slot the 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 advent of the slot limit though, like the like when the, even the NFL used to have those monster first round contracts, they have backed that down now. Yep. To where it's all based on where you're drafted, kind of like the NBA does, where you get paid by how you're where you're drafted. That has changed some of the, I think, pressure to pick a quarterback number one because you don't have to pay him comp- franchise money at the very beginning. You know, like you don't have to pay a Sam Bra- overpay a Sam Bradford because he's number one. You know, I think quarterbacks have to be the most the best paid players on the team, but in the draft you're paying for an unknown. So I think that's helped that situation a little bit. Yeah. All right. Speaking of highly paid quarterbacks, number nine That's a good on one. this list, Jeff. I hate George, Jeff George so much. God, <laughs> I hate Jeff George. I, there's always that video of him standing on the sideline with June Jones on the other oh, side, and they're yelling at each other. Yeah, without looking at each other. Yep. Yeah, remember, and he's wearing the hat because he refuses to go in the game. I just hate everything about Jeff George. I hate because he is the quintessential like he is uh Martine or whatever his name from uh the replacements. Like he is that guy. Oh, yeah. Like he's too uh, I think they actually so, modeled he, nice. him after Jeff George. Like for real, for real. Yeah. Hey, when I was wow. looking this up, I'll tell Amazing. you this, nobody's more allergic to the West Coast system than Jeff George because every time like a West Coast coach came in, that's when he went out because he could not throw a hitch. Like I don't have that ability. Um, you know, and and he played for a long time, so can you say he's a bust? But he got drafted to be a he was a number one pick. Highest paid player ever at the time he was drafted. Yeah, he went to yeah, Illinois. Where'd he go? Illinois? And then he, and then he came out and went to the Colts, refused to report to camp. He couldn't get along with anybody. And he's, I mean, he is everything that you hate about prima donna quarterbacks. And he also, it's one thing if you're going to do that and you're going to be good, but you can't do that and then go out and have a 29 passer rating. Yes. You know? I, I, and so that's, I, I'll never understand these people who are huge a-holes and unsuccessful and don't realize that the problem is them. Like, <laughs> at some point, you get divorced three times, maybe it's you. Like, <laughs> like how are you at some point just like, oh, wait, I'm the asshole. Yeah, and and you know what? I mean, think about George's. He kept trying different teams, and he kept not – like you said, you try nine different teams. Maybe it's your fault, just saying. Dude, he yeah. transferred teams in college. He started at Purdue – they hired Fred Akers, who read, who ran like the Veer and the Wishbone, and he's like, "I'm leaving." And then hey. he tried to go to Miami, and Jimmy Johnson was like, mm, "I have Vino Test- Vinny Testaverde. I'm not sure. I'm just going to give this to you." And he didn't like that, so he went to Stink, Illinois, because he knew he could start there. Oh, it's mm. Jeff. All right, number eight on Mathis' <laughs> list. This guy. Yeah, y'all went up. y'all went in on Jeff George, All right? So number eight on Mathis' list is a great human being. Uh, played 10 years in the league, just hampered down by injuries, you know, would have been the greatest running back of all time oh, outside Lord, those no. injuries, and that's Kajana oh, Carter. Man. For those who don't know, this is a straight troll pick because we have a Penn State guy among us. And I'm going to say, if you want to guarantee yourself not to have a job as a GM, draft a first-round Penn State running back. Like, it. <laughs> no kid, courtesy is Blair Thomas, Kajana Carter. Yeah, but he's unfortunately hey, – Saquon Barkley is giant, breaking the mold. So he'll, you know – yeah, he had a good even year, Larry jo- exactly. 
even Larry Johnson, oh, even Larry Johnson was yeah. Larry Johnson had the big season, then refused to come back to camp. Larry like, Johnson had the Pro Bowl, but again, don't ever pay <laughs> running backs. Never yep. pay your running backs. Yeah, th- that's something else you also notice when you look at this is that quarterbacks are obviously the biggest number of busts because they always go first. But like running back, and you see now, <clears throat> running backs don't go in the first round. Like they don't. And it, I almost put Reggie Bush on my <laughs> list because he went third, and that was a problem. But you know. Kajana Carter, I think he ended up having 2,000 yards on his career, which is one season for Terrell Davis, who went in like the seventh round. Um, who didn't even so, start at Georgia. Kajana Carter, Kajana Carter had more yards his last year Here's at Penn State than NFL he did in a 10-year NFL 1, career. 1,144, 20 touchdowns. <laughs> he played from 95 yeah. to 04. Which you cannot do if you're the seventh pick. Which is there something in the water in Ohio that just makes them make dra- bad draft picks? They're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm telling you what, Francine, we want to make sure we're home for Christmas, not watching any NFL playoffs. So we'll make sure we draft Tim yeah, Couch. It's and called John being Carter. from Ohio. Have you ever been to Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and, and, and he it breaks the mold, and he was hurt in the sense of in that deal, but in. If you're a running back in the NFL, you're going to have some injuries. And so you've got to kind of fight through that a little bit. And it's, I just, I, he got paid big money and didn't produce big, which was the definition of a bust. Um, although I know that opens the door to some busts from the Cleveland Browns that one very close, near and dear to my heart that we will not talk about. <laughs> Speaking of D linemen, let's move over to Adam's list. Adam's number eight is. A Auburn Tiger and shocker, Detroit Lion. Oh, you had that. That was a bad man in college now. He was a bad man. That's why I put him on there. In college, (laughs) unblockable. He and Cam Cam Newton was the offense. Nick Fairley was the entire defense. All right? Because name anybody else that played with Nick Fairley on that defense. I'll do it for you. Was Geno Atkins on that that team? Geno Atkins went to Georgia. Oh, God. I thought – I don't think he went to Auburn. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fairley – First round draft pick of the, or you know it, Detroit Lions. All right, his, you know his college accolades. All right, All American, first team All SEC, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. You know Lombardi Trophy winner. Okay, his entire time in the NFL, 2011 2017, not bad. He didn't do jack diddly crap with the Detroit Lions. And they drafted was he on the same team as... alongside Ndamukong Sue, and they were like, oh, we're going to have the best yeah. interior line. So especially having to play next to Ndamukong Sue, you realize, wow, this guy was not very good. Yeah, and the thing about it is, like, you know, that that should have – that was when Detroit was supposed to make the leap. Like, they were supposed to become, like, a playoff team. Like, they had put all the pieces together. And I think was Me- Megatron was on that team, too, yeah, right? Yeah, he's still there. Like, and, you know, Stafford, yeah. they had a solid group. Ooh, I tell you what, I don't know if anybody else had with Stafford's on your list later, but I tell you what, that's a miss by Co- that, that you could make the argument because he has not been what they thought he was going to be. But still, um, you're he right. hasn't fair, been what fair. they thought he was going to be, but he's better than any than a lot of other dudes have been. Yeah, yeah, he's he definitely crossed it. He's definitely better than Fitzpatrick, which is my line, of course. But um, you're oh, right, yeah. man. Fairly, fairly was going to fairly should have been. <laughs> as good or he, he people he could have been better than sue you know he had that kind of ability i thought coming out because yeah people dude, thought he would he, be people like thought he was going to be aaron donald people thought he was going to be like warren sap like the next dominant big heavy interior defensive lineman and he just was not uh, it's just uh they, they, how much how much did he get paid uh god i don't have it in front of me but i assume it was way more than he deserved <laughs> Yeah, I think he was on that rookie contract scale they have now. Um, all right, a guy who wasn't on that rookie contract scale, number seven for Adam's list. This is going to upset lo- some locals. I'm the I had Troy Williamson. I had Troy Williamson on my list as a troll pick for you, but you're he was a bust, man. Like, dude caught like 37 balls in his biggest year. I feel bad. Like, and one of my favorite moments as a child was watching him take a 99 yard touchdown slant against like South Florida or someone horrible like that. Uh, I- <laughs> Uh, do Lou Holtz era, the latter half of it. But no, he he had a miserable NFL career. He was supposed to come in, you know, with this blazing speed. They had just traded Randy Moss to Oakland, and they draft Roy uh, Troy Williamson as the heir apparent. He uh, apparently he had 
option. He could not get open. It was a total bust. Yeah, he I'm, and I'm gonna say was you know, you know he in high school he played like they, they ran the wing tee. Yeah, and he played the Still slot the back. He was a running back. Yeah. And then, like, he just – in the NFL, like, he just did not – speed the, – the problem comes that the speed doesn't always translate to success in the NFL. Which Here's is a what pick, got which, him drafted 40 yeah. times, 4.32. Yeah, and you're going to see later on in one of my picks that track speed and <laughs> that ability to run does not guarantee you're going to be a success in the NFL. And teams get blinded by that, and you we cannot – do. We could just do Oakland Raiders wide receiver draft picks. Yeah, and I think you're good. I think you see. Yeah, I think I think you see foreshadowing teams. (laughs) They use the combine numbers, and they and it's important to have those. But I think you're seeing more of a reliance on tape now than ever before because they're starting to realize they've been burned so much by workout warriors that they're like, okay, we need to actually look at how they play the game. Yes. Well, I tell you what, if that's the case, (laughs) that T Higgins kid needs to be a first round pick. Because he's a stud, never one's like, he's not a first rounder. He's going to go behind the Arizona State kid. First of all, uh, he's turn on the national championship six. games. Like, like what? Like what more do you want? I'd, I'd pick the. Yeah. <laughs> he dominated Alabama. All right. Next number seven, we're gonna slide over to Mathis list. This one I thought was interesting, and then I was okay. like, you know what? Here's my problem right. with Tim, Tim Biak- I, I tried to be a Panthers fan. I really did. It's they hard. Were, uh, it's, they, they make it so hard to like them. They, they, they were because, you know, everybody's, you know, we finally got a team. And people forget, the second year they were in existence, they went to the NFC Championship game. Yep. Like, with doo-doo Dom Capers. You know they what I'm saying? Dallas, like, they beat the Dallas Cowboys, like Troy Aikman, <laughs> Emmitt Smith, Dallas Cowboys in their first ever playoff win. Yeah, like like it was going to be like I mean, and they take Tim Tamunga Biaka Batuka out of Michigan. Tish, I mean, Tishimanga. Oh God! Say hey, a lot of NFL guys said Tamunga. I remember that because I remember I remember the name, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And then he comes out. He has he's the one that had two thousand yards on a career. Like, yeah. He was a number eight pick, and if you're an expansion team, you can't afford to miss in your second ever draft. And they just flat out missed. Like, it, and there were other people there to take, and it just oh, it was so bad. And he just never, he never worked out. And I'm saying, I'm saying, Big Ten running backs, as you look at it, it's a good way to lose your job. It just it's a great way to is. get fired. <laughs> but they did sign, mm-hmm. but they did draft Moose and Muhammad right yeah. after him. It turned out pretty good. Yes, who fast? And I mean, really, not just Big Ten running backs, Alabama running backs. Really, any running back that you draft high is going to yeah. Derrick Henry would disagree with that statement wholeheartedly. And I mean, Mark Ingram has had a good NFL career. He hadn't been like the top running back in the league, but he's been solid. Yeah, yeah. Emmitt, he's carved out. He's carved out. Emmitt Smith would probably also disagree. Um, just saying, Fred Taylor. Harold Davis. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you want to go into Big Ten, we can well, go, you back want to go back. To Whitey we, we, can, we can always go back in time. All that? Get the hell right. out of here with that. <laughs> Red, how can I put down Red Grange? How can Grange? you put down Red Grange? The largest man in football right. was just 5'11. <laughs> Again, if I play, if I grew up if, in the if, 1950s, Burnett I would be in the record right books in the NFL. I fully believe that. Play defensive line in the NFL and be all pro every single year. I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> yes. Hey, that Jim Thorpe was greatest players of all time list. <laughs> that brings me to my next point. Anytime someone says somebody from a past era is better <laughs> than a player from the current era, is wrong. <laughs> Straight wrong. There is not a quarterback. Well, we, we were talking about this before. We were looking at Joe Namath was horrible the entire time, and hey, yet he well, gets all this reverence. Hey, hey Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas he won a game. Literally thirty more touchdowns. He threw picks. Peyton Manning has five hundred touchdowns and two hundred and fifty picks. They had the same amount of interceptions with Peyton Manning having two hundred and fifty more touchdowns. Like, and Johnny Unitas is considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, it's not error. You can't compare errors. It's impossible. He's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. 
by people who their profile picture on the internet is them in sunglasses and then something about like these colors don't run and they have the word patriot <laughs> in their profile. Yeah. And a MAGA hat. All right. Number six on Mathis' list is the ultimate combine warrior. Go on. Mike Mamula. Mike Mamula was he wasn't good at Boston College. Like he was like he wasn't he wasn't first round good. He goes off. He's the first, he's one of the first ever guys to go get a combine trainer, which kudos to him with going, maybe I should do something to raise my stock. Goes to the combine, runs like a four five, runs the fastest ever four corner drill ever, like third fastest time at the combine. And then comes out and he gets his huge contract and proceeds to like never play, never have over a hundred tackles. Like he just wasn't any never. I mean, he wasn't a great court rusher, but again, he, he didn't have a terrible career but it wasn't good enough to where he was drafted. They moved up from 12 to six to get him. Like it was he a, had more sex than Vernon Golson. That's for sure. Well, he, well, any, well, you know, one is, one is, <laughs> one is more. <laughs> oh my Lord. They, uh, picked him over Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. Yeah. It was, but, hey, the best part is, is that Warren is that the, the bucks who they traded up, they traded, used the pick they got, to pick Derek Brooks. Yeah. Like mm. they picked two Hall of Famers with the picks the Eagles gave them, which if you remember the Eagles, and we remember them now different and we look at them differently now, but there was a time when Reggie White and uh Chris Carter left the Eagles that they were really bad. Like they were a bad football team. Like people forget that. Like it was not always the Eagles you know and love now. They are the they were some bad Eagles they teams were horrible. in the nineties. And those god awful jerseys. Remember the god awful jersey? Oh god. Yeah. Oh god, with the the, the with the that just green the wings on it. It didn't have the eagle head. That, yeah. Oh, and remember the and Kelly Green? Yeah. The Philly fans suck too because remember when they booed Donovan McNabb at the draft? Yeah. That that is because they wanted Ricky Wade. And he ended up being the best in franchise history. The, that that needs to be a franchise pick. They're giving up nine, 19 picks to get a running back at number four. Because like, he's the next Walter Payton. <laughs> An entire draft plus some picks the next year. He was not. Mm. See, Mike Dicka, again, grew up in that era where running backs made the difference because everyone was small. He literally just throw now, a warm body just get back anybody. there and it'll work out okay. All right. Yep. If the, if the O-line blocks, that's all that matters. All right. Number six on Adam's list is also number 10 on Mathis' list. This guy was a huge bust because he came out of Iowa and everyone thought he was the next, he was going to be Orlando Pace, but he wasn't. We were such he was Robert Gell. We were such we O-line nerds. <laughs> I know you remember this. He had the hype because of his 40 time, because he ran a 4.8 and he was 6.7 and he was 300 pounds, right? That everyone said he is the best lineman to come out of college in years, all right? And had like the highest ranking ever for like an offensive lineman. So, because he played in Iowa, he gets a lot of credit. Like, he plays in a pro-style offense to block. Uh, Robert Gallery was drafted to be the elite left tackle in the NFL. Robert Gallery was, pardon my French, hot ass in the NFL. <laughs> okay? Uh. Robert Gallery got moved inside the guard, which is the death kiss of a first-round draft pick like that. If you can't play tackle, you get moved inside of a – Guard, I'm looking at you, James Carpenter. <laughs> All right, James Carpenter first. Round. He, James Carpenter first. He round? gave up ten and a half sacks Great in one season. Personally, he gave up ten and a half sacks. Which anybody who doesn't know how that's calculated, like that's a lot because to get credited for giving up a sack, there has to be nobody else near the guy. It has to be clean. Yeah, yeah. like. If it's a double team, you don't get it doesn't get counted against you. Like that that's you versus him and that dude just obliterates you. Yes. <laughs> it was bad. I I'd put him on here instead of Tony Mandridge, because at least Tony Mandridge became serviceable as he went on in his career. Like he was he was a offensive guard for some of the first Peyton Manning teams. Uh Robert Gallery is just ter- he just did not pan out to the hype that he had as being like the next elite left tackle in the NFL. Yeah. Well, the, what sucks me about Robert Gallery was that he was coming out about the time when I was in high school, when I was playing O-line. And I, I thought that guy was amazing. 
Like yeah. I was like, this this guy is oh my god, he's so he's gonna be so he's oh. gonna be the next He'll be the next Pacelli. I was like, same. It was my to... freshman year. I was like, I want to be like that. And then I realized I was five, like ten, five nine, and fast. Well, he was the first OL guy I remember going really, really early because Mander's a little before my time. But like, yeah. he was the first one I knew. It was like they took a freaking tackle number two because I didn't know anything about it in a high school kid. And he goes out there and he had the long hair. Like he looked, like, he looked cool. And then he just couldn't block anybody because obviously they set in uh at Iowa and he just and he had a career and and you know it but he just also he was during those Raiders drafts when just the Raiders made god awful picks yes. and he was one of them I tell you who else you could also <laughs> plug in Andre Smith who is the fastest guy well. draft you talk about somebody who squ- who who squandered an absolute opportunity okay. from just being a fatty like he just went out and ate his way through the combine. I'll never like, forget him running and his flippity floppity man boobs just popping up and down, smacking him. Yeah, it looked it looked like it looked like a, a stingray like flying through the water. Like it was just so much just happening. And I, I that was when Hard Knocks with the Bengals and he was trying to do the ropes and he passed out like five, like two seconds in. Yeah. Well, guys. Uh, before we get into some more O linemen, because there uh, there is another O lineman on the list later on, uh, let's get a word, quick word, from Anchor, who sponsors our podcast. Welcome back. Let's continue on. We're into the top fives of the top NFL draft busts of all time here on the Perlo Podcast. Top ten list from the South Carolina Low Country. We're going to stick with Adams' list. Number five. Speaking of. Running backs. Well, before Ooh, I go talking on about quite a bit. If you haven't Trent uh, watched the Andre Smith forty yard dash video, I watched it during the commercial break. It is stunning. Trent Richardson. Is there anyone that you thought was just going to roll into the NFL and just plug right in, and then just could anyone be a bigger disappointment than Trent Richardson at running? God, he was. People forget how good he was at Alabama. He was so. Like people were like he was just a ama- you couldn't stop him. It the run amazing. versus Ole Miss, where he just juked out the whole defense they had. Yeah, and, and he was he was fast. He was big. He was just everything about him. He was going to be he if if you had said pick a guy who is destined for stardom, that was the one I would pick. I mean, and just was remember didn't they trade him to Indianapolis for like a pack of nabs and a coke? Like I mean, it was. <laughs> Was it for oh, no for a first round pick? This shows my ignorance. <laughs> he got traded for a first round pick. He got traded for a first round pick. Yeah, who was the GM of the Colts at that time? I don't know, but they were. Was it Bill Polian? <laughs> was it because Bill Polian? Was it Bill oh, Polian? That, I'm telling you, dude, that's that is they, they got fleeced. Dear God, please be Bill Polian. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, Man, it wasn't Bill. Polian, I really like guys. listening to Bill Polian, oh. but after today, I don't think I've ever. Listened I don't know, to him but again. it wasn't Bill Polian. So who you, gives a damn? You know uh, what? You know the what, Ryan guy do a Bill Polian in, in Indianapolis, though they felt the presence of Bill Polian. It's like a pult. It's like a pult. You know, he guy. Said, we have to trade a first round pick for this unproductive his, his running rookie back. year. He almost had a thousand yards, and then from that point on, he was horrible. Well, I'll tell you what, he was not no, horrible sir, was not. <laughs> for the Birmingham Iron of the AAFL. Oh. The worst That's where he resurrected that, his career. Picture about he found his wheelhouse. Just like read a block. Uh, I think he was with the Colts and they were running power, and there's this giant gaping hole to the left into the back of someone to the right. Which makes you question how good Nick Saban and those good. guys are at Alabama good. that they're able to make, like they made him a star. Like you know, what I'm saying like he was, it's it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Stud offensive line that most of them got drafted. Man. Yeah, it's 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 such a crapshoot too. Yeah. The funny part to me is you have that, and then you look at a guy like, and what are you evaluating? Because you have him and Gurley, and I mean. Gurley goes out and he's lighting NFL on fire, although he did get fired on his day off um at this year. But like the running backs are such a crapshoot, man. And and what this also shows you too is the NFL itself is a crapshoot. Like the it draft, is. you are absolutely rolling the dice, not just physically, but mentally, because 
with Trent Richardson, it wasn't a physical problem. He didn't get slower. You know what I'm saying? It, it's with some of these guys like a gallery or a Mandridge, you're getting a guy who they didn't run it. They did not have the, the physical skill drafted to do. That wasn't Trent Richardson's problem. Like it no. was a, it, it's got something to do with how he thinks and sees the game. Yeah. I mean, cause look at, look at the offensive line that he played behind at Alabama, Barrett Jones, yep. Chance Warmack, William Blahos, Anthony Steen, DJ Fluker. Cyrus Cohen DJ was a backup on that team. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, he. Wow. All of them got signed. Or was it two first rounders Except on that? William Playhouse, offensive like line? Five, two, and he signed on. He, like, was a practice squad guy. Wow. All right. Well, let's, let's stay on this offensive line theme. Let's go over to Mathis. This is number five. I made my Tony why I wouldn't put him on here, but I get why he's on. My issue with Tony Mandrich is that nobody checked to see if he was a cokehead. Like, like he did, like he did crystal meth by the barrel, and then he started he switched <laughs> to heroin. And like, you know, nobody checked to see if this dude had a working mind. They also forgot to do the thing, like, hey, maybe we're gonna throw the ball some in the NFL, and he had never passed set in his entire life. Like he says that in the documentary on ESPN, yes. I'd never had to pass block. And they asked me that he got beat by like a free agent defensive end on the first day of practice. And, you know, he, they never tested him. They never thought that the steroids were going to be a thing, which if you look at how he built, how he buffed up, it was all, I mean, he was so chemically enhanced. Now we'll give him credit though. When he got, when he went out and got clean and came back to the Colts, he was very good. And he he was a, he was a you know he was a starting right tackle. I thought, I thought he played. You said Garb. I thought he played tackle, but he might way, have played tackle. But I felt like they moved him inside. He was a starting offensive lineman in the league. But again, he was the number two pick in the draft by the Packers. He was supposed to anchor their O line for thirteen years, and he didn't. And so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, he got picked before Barry he Sanders, was, Derek, and, and he was supposed to be Sanders. that guy. And it just what it, the height, the you know, the incredible bulk thing, that whole deal. It was. He and was how do you spoke, see that picture and not go, "This man is on steroids"? Yeah, at a time, at a time in America, at a time in American sports where steroids were really at the forefront, like yeah. people were juicing pretty hard then. You, you know, know right around the time he got drafted, uh, the University of South Carolina and Clemson got hammered for a steroid scandal. Yeah, both he, schools did. It was out there. He, you know, this is more of an organizational problem because the Packers never checked to see if he could do the thing they drafted him to do. You know, and that's and and that's a that's a fail on the organization more than it is on him because he didn't tell him to draft in there. But his his choice to do those drugs is a problem. I will give him some credit though at the end too. He was going to make his, his next contract with the Colts like seven figures. Mm-hmm. And he had told it when he came out of rehab, he said he would never use opiates again. And his shoulder was hurt. And they told him that if he would, to, he would have to take a shot before the game to basically make it where it would work. And he said, I said, I'd never use drugs again. And he quit. And like, I mean, yeah. that, that, that's some conviction to staying clean right there. Like, Absolutely. I, I wow. credit to that dude. But you can't not have Tony Mandridge on the list for, you know, you can't go number two and then do what he did. He deserves to be on that list. All right. Let's talk about a guy that was drafted in the top 10 that immediately received F grades by every draft analyst on ESPN. Um, and Ooh, he was drafted he was by saying, the Raiders, wide receiver. Who, Darius, he was, he, he's bad. a bad football player. Like, he's yeah. not good. He carved out he, a little niche with the Steelers on special seven. teams, you and that's like the fourth or fifth, fifth option. option. He got, and then not only that, they not only drafted him. Agree. High, that was before the slot limit. He he got drafted high, and then they paid him more than people who went below him because they had to get him into camp. His only redeeming feature was he ran really fast at the combine, and Al Davis just could not get over how cool it was that he ran a four three. But they forgot, like, catching the ball matters. And he never caught more than, like, 30, 40 balls in a season. Like, he was a bad – he just wasn't good. He was second team in college. He didn't even make first team all-conference in college. 
at in a league that no offense does not exactly teaming with talent in the ACC. No. I mean, it, yeah, he's uh, especially when yeah. he was in it. Yeah, he was not. He it was just a god awful pick by the Raiders, and that was during the Raiders' time. And it and you can argue it's still happening of god awful picks by the Raiders. They'll make some bad ones coming up. <laughs> Yes, they will. Yeah, How, uh, they have multiple first round picks. No, that was last year. They had multiple first round picks. All right, number four on Adam's list. We were talking about drug oh, addicts earlier, for sure. and it's you know, there's a lot of rumors about this guy being a drug addict. We don't know for sure. We're just assuming. Sign number check. four. Sign is Johnny check. Football Heisman Johnny Trophy Manziel winner Johnny Manziel was a monumental bust. I personally never thought he was going to be like a great NFL quarterback. But the hype around him was so big from some people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was so huge surrounding him that he was going to get in there and he was going to, you know, wreck the league, according to himself. And he made a lot of it. Uh, could not have been a bigger failure. Dude, Mel Kuyper well should have stayed in college one more year. He was having the time of his life. Mel Kuyper had him number one coming out first pick he did his whole you know i tell you now john you got to make sure you got that, that whole deal he does with you know the by the way who has made a bigger deal out of one day of the year than mel kuyper like he only that's his only job is the draft like if he's wrong he 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 should have to take more heat for being wrong yep because he only has one job he's oh i'm job. i'm bringing him up in a moment yeah but like he had jump He he is statistically one of the most accurate right, mock drafters, though, like, in, in, the, in the game. Where the yeah. right people but, are. But the it. problem with the mock draft is, yeah, he tells you where they might go, but it doesn't mean it's the right place for him to be. Like, you know, it doesn't, like, again, we prove right here with all these bus picks, how wrong the right. pickers are. But, you know, I just, Johnny Manziel, if you watched him play in college, you should have known that wasn't going to work in the league. Like it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna work to the level it had worked at A and M, and just he was really. And remember how they made a big deal about well, it doesn't matter that he's small because his hands are big. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> and you're going to the Browns where you're gonna get hit. Like it's not gonna be like you're gonna be able to stand back there and pat that ball. You know, it's just. Mm. But I, I just it, it's a it's a good he is a bust, no question. Huge bust and. All right. Speaking of problems off the field, both of these guys, number threes, will be seen later in the opposite man's list, and both of those players had problems off the field. So let's jump up to Adams, number two. Whew. Notre Dame That's fighting no Irish did, great Jimmy Where did Paul. he go? What number did he go? Uh, second round to the Panthers. Okay. Quote from Mel Kuyper. All right. <clears throat> If Jimmy Clausen is not a successful quarterback in the NFL, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. Replied Todd McShay. What's your time frame, Mel? When do we make the assessment? Kuiper, I want eight years. McShay, it will only take three years, Mel. We can tell inside three years. Kuiper, I want eight. The hype from, like, NFL draft people, really the hype around this dude's life, from high school all the way through college to the NFL, was that Jimmy Clausen was the greatest quarterback prospect that had ever lived, right? Y'all remember his recruiting process coming out of high school at all? I do. The the limousine, the spiked up hair, the everything, all of his. Uh, oh yeah, the limousines pros. and like he was hyped up as the biggest prospect ever. All right, and had an average career at Notre Dame to say the least. I mean, I would say he was average at Notre Dame. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Clausen blows. There you go. Continue. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Let's slide over to Mathis as number two. Oregon Duck, great. Which one do you think it is, Adam? I'm going Which with uh, Keeley. There it is. Not Joey Harrington. We're going to Keeley Smith. Can we talk about the fact that Keeley Smith had one season at Oregon that he actually did anything, and then he made a 16 on the Wonderlick? A 16. Yes, he did. Like we that- have, 
the quarterback going number one tonight had one season at LSU and has um, hands that are below average for a successful NFL quarterback. So I, I'll, I will get, yeah, but Achilles Smith didn't win a national title either or resurrect the god awful LSU offense. But either way, you're listen. If Joe Burrow sucks, I will make the same argument in our podcast episode fifty nine about why <laughs> he's you know the next when we do this again in April when we're still on lockdown. But um, you know. My thing is, is that Achilles Smith, you should have known. Look at the path he took to get there. He went JUCO out of high school because he couldn't get in. He goes there. He then goes into Oregon for one season. He then has a terrible Wonderlick score. Like, quarterback is about your brain. And obviously, Achilles Smith wasn't great. And he just wasn't – he wasn't going to be good. Why would you think he was going to be good? That's my thing. Like, what in your when, when you look at his resume? Why that is a straight up? We have to have a quarterback pick, and you don't have to take a quarterback. There's enough guys you can buy out in free agent to get you through the season. Like, it's a it's a scared pick as opposed to a good pick, and that's my issue. Yeah. That's, okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, let's um let's slide into our number ones. Mathis is number one. Is Adams number three? Shocker, Oakland Raider, Jamarcus Russell. I don't know how Jamarcus Russell's not everybody's number one. That dude had every – and you know what's funny? It's his fault. Jamarcus Russell – the rest of them, I'll say, organizations made bad choices and it wasn't – you know, you can't control. Jamarcus Russell had every tool to be great in the NFL except for work ethic. Like that dude just didn't want to, he didn't care if he was good and didn't want to be good or live up to the money. And, you know, I mean, nobody had the physical tools Jamarcus Russell did and he did nothing with them. And oh, he could sling it. That's for sure. The The best story is the blank DVD story. Oh yeah. When they gave him the blank, but he asked for the blitzes and he said, yeah, I saw him. It was a blank tape. Yeah. They, so his quarterback coach gives him a uh, blank DVD and he's like, Hey, you know, just tell us what you like on there and tell us what you don't like on there. And it's a totally blank DVD. And so then he asked him, Hey, what did you like? And he goes, I liked all of them coach. It's all good. Wow. And you know what? You're professional. Like my, my thing is this, like it, I would feel the same way about anybody who does any job and just mails it in like that dude, like, you you got you signed you signed the contract to be the guy, and then it wasn't because you didn't have an O line. It wasn't because you didn't have you know you just didn't do the work it took to be good, and that's you have to blame him, and that makes him the biggest bust of all time. Yeah, he. I mean, he took no <laughs> steps to get better. Yeah, it wasn't like it, it's not like a guy who you know, gets there and just kind of like Keith Schuler. It's not like a guy who just got there and just didn't work out for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Keith Schuler prepared to be good. You know what I'm saying? Even RG, and you know, I almost put RG3 on the list, but at least RG3, I think, did the things that he, he did RG3. He did RG3 things. It just wasn't good enough in the league I mean, later on. Was it? You know, a little RG3 small. when he had, you know, Shanahan and was in an offensive system that, you know, actually tried to take advantage of his talents, played pretty well. Yeah, but made a Pro but, Bowl um, rookie of the year. Per, yeah, but, perfect backup for Lamar Jackson and oh, Baltimore. Yeah, perfect. But un but unlike Jamarcus Russell, it wasn't like he didn't work hard at being good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Jamarcus Russell just didn't want to didn't care enough to do the things you got to do to be a quarterback in the NFL. No, he did not. And also you know, I don't know. Keep you up there, dog? What? <laughs> We keeping you up there, dog? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if he uh, ever really showed in college that he was that elite kind of quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had the physical tool set, but was he ever, you know, LSU such a talent-rich program, you know, ever have to truly do games. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what else Jamarcus Russell shows you? It doesn't matter how far you can throw it off one knee. It doesn't translate to success in the NFL. No, why would it? How often do you throw <laughs> off one knee in an NFL game? Remember Kyle Bowler? That was his big trick. Was he could throw it seventy yards off one knee. Sometimes, yeah, he was a first rounder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first round quarterback is going to be the number one for Adam. He's the number three for Mathis, and I think he has a great argument to be the number one NFL draft bust of all time. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, Brian Leaf and versus Peyton Manning. Ryan, if you go back and I was watching the uh, something like the Ryan Leaf 
ESPN stuff when I was researching this. There were so many people out there that were like, picking Manning is the mistake. Go with Leaf. He's the safer choice. That you really, a lot of the reason Leaf is such a bust is because how successful the guy he's permanently linked to has been. Did you see who went behind him? Yeah. Who went behind him? Yeah. Charles Woodson. Yeah, that didn't help either. And he may have had the greatest <laughs> football career of all time from college to pro. Once yeah. the Super Bowl, played some Pro Bowls, had a good time. Heisman, <laughs> national champion. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, did, have you ever heard the story why the Colts passed on Leaf, though? When they asked, they asked, what would he <laughs> oh, do? Yeah, like, they, asked, they asked both of them. They said, if you get drafted number one, what are you going to do? Peyton Manning said, "You, I'm coming to your facility. You're going to hand me a playbook. I'm going to start studying, working with coaches, getting ready for the season. They asked Ryan Leaf. He said, I'm going to throw a party in Vegas. Here's a here's a hint, NFL GMs. If, if the guy's going to take his contract money and hold a party in Vegas, don't draft him. Number yeah. one. Don't draft him high. <laughs> All right. And for those of you listening out there, that might be a future NFL draft pick. Don't say you're going to party in Vegas. No. Say uh, anything, literally anything but that. Okay, interesting question here. If you were going to be a top pick, would you go to the green room? Would you go to the draft now? If you All right, if you're Joe Burrow or you're Jared Goff and you know you're the number one pick, yeah. But if you're unsure that you're going to be, you know, a top five pick, like your, your draft pick's in doubt, why would you go? Why would you be Aaron Rodgers and sit there? Or Brady Quinn, yeah, Brady Quinn. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying I don't. I think I'd pull the Joe Thomas and go fishing. I think that is a like. I think that it, you can't be embarrassed that way, right? That's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one's in the green room this year, um, and I'll tell you what, boys. I'm just I'm just glad we we got real sports tonight. We don't have horse, which was stupid. We don't have reruns of. Braves versus Marlins regular season baseball Who's from May of that? 2018. Well, when you're up at 4 a.m., um, that's the only thing on TV. That's a good point. So it's I, I'm just glad we have real sports. I hope that we have no no hiccups with this. I hope the the NFL Zoom meeting goes smooth. Um, and I hope that Goodell has a dog or something that makes his way into the screen as he's announcing a pick. <laughs> I think that would be funny. That would be hilarious. So let's wrap up these 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 men's lists. Uh, the most notable omission uh, for me is probably just the Lions organization where they drafted three receivers in the first round in a row, and Charles Rogers was the example we used. Uh, Mathis is number one is Jamarcus Russell, and Adams number one is Ryan Leaf. I think they. I, I'm glad that they each chose both of those guys number one because you can make an argument for both of them to be number one. So now we got to talk about them both, and I'm glad for that. Next episode, we will get back to you guys after the weekend's over after the draft is concluded um and we'll probably talk some draft before we get into the next subject uh how about a war zone update we restarted the numbers and somebody took an early lead we restarted the numbers because adam just arbitrarily decided that we had to restart uh, it's because... a uh, it's a precedent that was set by shame therefore i will use it forever <laughs> like people like people you know uh, reading the constitution once the precedent is set i will use it forever <laughs> But he restarted it and forgot to do the next important part, which is winning. Mm, which is see, winning that's not what's important. Important. what's important is the restart and the opportunity. <laughs> to possibly Step three, win. profit. Yeah. Right now, Shane and I are tied at two, although I'm in a lot of trouble this game, um, which I, use, I, need, I need to go on a little 10-game run. It's usually what I do about this point in time. Um, and then Adam is last again at number I one. I have one win. He is – because <laughs> he is all as as most Southern Colonels are all about the L's. Taking L's all day. Wow, um, awesome! If you want to uh, contact us, you can at Perlo Podcast P E R L O P O D C A S T at gmail dot com. You could reach us, reach out to us on Twitter at Perlo Podcast, Perlo underscore Podcast. Is that what it is? Yes, the Perlo underscore podcast. Perlo underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, we hope that you uh, enjoyed today's episode. Um, you know, top 10 NFL draft busts of all time. If you have 
podcast ideas, topic ideas, feel free to email them to us, send it to us on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, we, we look forward to, to your debate and your thought as well. Also, um, come hear me talk to a fake Charleston resident on Dr. Ty and the Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out our sister podcast, Dr. Ty and the Colonel, where a guy who is from Charleston lives an hour and a half away. Exactly. Um, a, guy, a guy who claims to be from Charleston lives as far as I do from Charleston. <laughs> who can get to Charleston first? The guy from well, first the all, guy from Bono. They, to be fair, the guy from Bono can get there because I'm not locked in quarantine as uh or as the colonel is. Yeah, we're not um, actually locked in quarantine. You realize that, right? First of all, I fig- I figured you- I figured you're just in there all alone, like you know, like a hermit, like just your hair. I figured your beard's down roughly to like your navel. No, like that's how I like to imagine you. Although your hairline hasn't moved because we all know you got the horse. No, you know what? If you've ever it seen- actually has grown back. If you've ever <laughs> seen the Always Sunny episode of the gang gets quarantined, I imagine Adam slicked up in <laughs> slicked up in hand sanitizer, crawling around on- along the floor in his underwear. God, no. True or false? True or false? Adam looks like Tom Hanks in Castaway right now. Uh, we're getting closer every day. <laughs> every day we get a little closer. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 13 of Perlo Podcast, Top 10 Listeners, South Carolina Low Country. Have a great Thursday and enjoy sports. We'll see you later. <laughs>